Let's turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter number 16, Exodus chapter number 16. And it's good to see you in church today. It's good to have Brother Clark Paquette and the Paquette family, our missionaries to the USA Hispanics in the services today. And I appreciate them being here today just to hear me preach. And I'm, I'm thankful they're here uh, to hear. And I understand, Ms. Paquette, the girls, you get to hear some good preaching today. So, uh, But it's good to have them today. And then I have been instructed by uh, Billy Fitch, who is a member of our God Special People Sunday School Department, to ask you to pray for him. You know, he's very involved in the Special Olympics. And apparently, and I had it verified very quickly, uh, he is being flown to Las Vegas this week to participate in the National Special Olympics. And uh, I told him it's just because he wanted to gamble is why he was going. Uh, but he said, no, no. He said, he said pray for me because it's a long flight. And so uh, you pray for him uh, this week. Exodus chapter number 16. We'll begin reading with uh, verse number 1. And I want to... Before we begin reading, remind you the service tonight, be here tonight, and that we'll have a good time in church tonight. But look at verse number 1 of Exodus chapter number 16. And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after the departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At even then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. I want to take this passage of Scripture, and I want us to look specifically at verse number 4 for our text verse this morning. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, now watch this, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. That last phrase of verse number four, whether they will walk in my law or no. question I have for you this morning is along the lines that God said he was going to prove the children of Israel, whether or not they would walk in his law or no. God does not force you and I to do anything. Now, we need to be reminded there are consequences for our actions. We choose wisely, we get the blessings of God. We choose unwisely, we face the consequences of our choices. God doesn't force us to do anything. If you're saved this morning, God didn't make you get saved. He didn't force salvation on you. It wasn't predetermined before God ever created you that you would get saved. You have a free will to choose salvation. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, uh, God's not going to force salvation on you. You have to choose to trust Christ as your Savior. So we see this choice here in verse number 4. And I just simply uh, have entitled this message, Willing or No? Willing or No? Father, I pray this morning that you'll take the time we have. May 
uh, the Word of God speak to our hearts this morning. May the Holy Spirit of God have liberty this morning. May we uh, surrender our minds, our wills, our hearts uh, to His leading today. Father, I pray that if there's one here this morning who's unsure of their eternity, they don't know that they're saved, may they realize their need of salvation today. May they trust Christ as their Savior. And Father, to the child of God today, I pray that today will be a day of surrender. May we be reminded of our need to be in full surrender to you and to your will. But Father, I pray that your will will be done today. We'll give you the honor and praise for what you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, we understand from the text this morning, the children of Israel had been delivered out of bondage, out of Egypt. They had been enslaved. They uh, were slaves to those Egyptians. They were poorly uh, treated. They were mistreated. And God had delivered them miraculously out of bondage. He had, if you remember the story, I alluded to it in Sunday school hour, he had parted the Red Sea and then he had destroyed the Egyptian army that pursued them. They find themselves now and they're wondering, where are we going to get water to drink? We find again them murmuring in chapter 16, where are we going to get food? And they're murder, murmuring against Moses and Aaron. And then we find an interesting thought from the Lord. He is going to rain bread from heaven, that manna from heaven down. And he says in verse number 4 that he'll prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. Let me remind you this morning, it is important to God whether or not you follow him. It is important whether or not you obey this book. Now, it may not be important to society. It may not even be that important to you. But let me tell you, it is important to God. It is important to God that His people are obedient to His instructions. He's God. He's Jehovah. He's the creator of all things. Uh, he, he is the one who sits on His throne uh, today. He is the omniscient one. He's the all-powerful one. And it matters to God whether or not His creation obeys Him. So this morning I have a similar question for you as we think of willing or no. Are you willing to walk in the way of the Lord? Are you willing to walk in His way? Are you willing to obey His commands? Are you willing to, fo willing to follow His word? Before you answer, I, I want to assume that everyone in the room would answer with a very quick and resounding, yes, I do want to follow the Lord. I, I do want to walk in His way. I trust that that's your heart this morning. If it is not your heart this morning, I trust that you'll get your heart right with your maker today, with your God, and you would surrender and say, I want to follow him. I want to walk in the way of the Lord. I want to follow the word of God. But very quickly, uh, Christians are very quick to answer that, oh yeah, I want to follow God. Oh yeah, I want to walk in his way. Oh yeah, I want to live for God. But this morning, if you'll allow me to ask you a question behind the question. The question I first ask is, are you willing to walk in the way of the Lord? But that's not really the question that needs to be asked this morning. You say, Pastor, you're confusing me. It's too early in the morning to make me think. No, the question is, are you willing to walk in the way of the Lord? But we would give a resounding yes. Then why are so many Christians not walking in the way of the Lord? Because there's a question behind the question that has to be answered. 
You say, Pastor, what is the question? Well, since you asked, I will give you the question this morning. The question that really needs to be asked is, are you willing to let Him prove you? Notice verse number 4, the latter part of the verse, And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. See, God wanted them to depend on Him as proof that they were willing to walk in the way of the Lord. Just as in our lives today, it is easy to say, Oh, I want to follow God. I want to walk in His way. You know, you can say that you're following the Word of God and you cannot be keeping anything He has said because it's so easy to say it. And friend, let me just tell you and admonish you this morning, every Christian should have a desire to walk in the way of the Lord. It should be our goal. Now, we're flesh. We fail. And the Bible says a just man falleth seven times, but he rises up again. We are not perfection. We'll not achieve that until we get our glorified bodies in heaven one day. But it ought to be our desire to walk in the way of the Lord. Now, it's easy to say. But Christian, this morning, are you willing to allow God to prove you? God would use adversity. God would use uncertainty to prove His people. That I may prove them whether they walk in my law or no. Let me say it like this. It's easy to talk the talk. But can you walk the walk? It's easy to say, God... I'm going to follow you. But God's going to prove you. God's going to allow circumstances to determine whether or not you are really willing to follow Him. Christian, I wish I could tell you that once you got saved, everything is going to be smooth and easy, and you'd never have a problem in your life, but that's not reality. God's going to prove your desire to serve Him. Let's look at a few things this morning with that in mind, willing or no. <clears throat> look with me again at verse number 3. <clears throat> and the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. Uh, we, we saw this a little bit in the Sunday school lesson earlier. Uh, the drama department was in, 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 in full play. Uh, would to God. I mean, God's brought us out in Egypt to die. Let's keep reading. We had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill his, this whole assembly with hunger. Let me say, number one, with this question of mine, where there is no faith, there is no following. The first bit of adversity, where did the minds of the people go? They went back to when they were in bondage when they were slaves in Egypt, and they went back to the little comfort they had, they said, at least when we sat by the flesh pots, we knew what we were going to eat. At least when we sat by the flesh pots, we did eat all the bread we wanted. We were full. And they had forgotten already about the bondage. And they had forgotten about the desire to, to leave that place of bondage and get to the place that God had promised them. And can you imagine the prayers that had been prayed? Oh God, if you'll just deliver us from this bondage, we'll follow you anywhere. Oh God, if you'll just take us out, it doesn't matter where you lead, we'll follow. And now there's some adversity. And now it's where are we going to eat? We can't see it. Isn't it true in the life of the Christian as well? 
that the first sense of you starting to follow God and God allows some adversity, we go back and say, well, at least when I was sitting by the flesh pot, I knew where my next meal would come from, forgetting that it wasn't even a very good meal, forgetting that we were in bondage when we were eating it. And by the way, this morning, another application of this is, Christian, you're going to have to leave your flesh pot in order to follow God. You're going to have to leave your securities willing to step out by faith and follow God. It has always been faith with the child of God. It is still faith today. Don't we like to sing living by faith? We like to sing it a lot better than we like to live it. And there's some Christians that need to leave their flesh pots behind and leave the bread behind and say, God, I'll follow you even if it takes me to the wilderness. Are you willing or no to allow God to prove you. It is easy to talk about the blessings of God when your belly's full. It is easy to talk about the provision of God when there's not an opposition in sight. But get outside of the city. Get into the wilderness where God says, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to test you. I'm going to see whether or not you're willing to obey me and follow me and trust me. And then the question really comes, are we willing to allow God to prove us? It's easy to say, oh, I just want to live by faith. But God's going to prove that faith. It's always been faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God was putting them in a situation to please Him. Oh, God just brought us here. No, God puts you in a situation to please Him. See, where there is no faith, there is no following. You can't have faith without following Him. There's a lot of Christians that, 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 that that are saying, Well, I'm just following God, not if you're not stepping out by faith. Now, you can know God. You can belong to God. That's a different thing than following God. And the question that's being asked this morning is, are you willing to walk in the ways of the Lord? If the answer is yes, then are you willing to allow Him to prove you? It's easy to come to an altar and say, I surrender my will, I surrender my life, I surrender my ministry, I surrender everything to you. That is the easy part in reality to say, God, I want to follow. God, I want to follow your leadership. But then God just doesn't just take us at our word. He says, let me prove you. Let's prove it. There has to be faith involved. If you have to live by faith in the area of your life this morning, you're in, you're in a great place. You're in a place where it's not just words coming out of your mouth saying, I want to serve you, but your actions are saying, I believe in you, God. I'm going to follow you, God. You're in a place where you can please God because you are having to live by faith. How sad for Christians to exchange the will of God for flesh pots. How sad for Christians to miss the blessings of God for bread. Oh, we like to say it. My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Well, then let's trust God when He says, let's go to the wilderness. Without faith, there is no following. With consideration of this question, I would take you to number two, which is found in verse number four. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven from you. Look at that. The people are hungry and God is going to rain bread from heaven. 
Now, I'm going to give you a dig a little bit deeper before we make the practical application. Some have wondered, what is manna like? It's very easy. I can help you. It's, uh, it's, it's burritos and it's chalupas, and, and uh, that, that, that is the manna from heaven. And uh, you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, I want to see you just prove that from Scripture. Uh, I, I don't think you can. But now that we got that out of the way, God says, Moses, you tell them, I will rain bread from heaven. Think about that for just a moment. This, this isn't the point I want to make, but it's a point that needs to be made. God's not worried about where you're getting your next meal from. Oh, we left our flesh pots. We had a, bull, uh, a belly full of bread, and now we're out in the wilderness. And God says, you tell them, I'm such a big God, a great God, I'll make it rain bread. I'll rain bread down from heaven. Friend, it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. God is bigger. God is greater. He doesn't need your flesh pot. He doesn't need your provision. If He wants to make it rain manna from heaven, He can do it. We find the application as we're trying to determine whether or not we're going to answer this question. And the fact that God is going to rain bread from heaven. And the application is this. You must be willing to look to heaven and not man. The children of Israel came and they were complaining to Moses and Aaron. That's usually what happens. That's usually a good sign when we're not looking to heaven is when we're complaining to man. Well, I just don't... No, no, no. God can make it rain bread. Are you willing to have Him prove you? When God is teaching them very, a very important principle here in Christian, we all have got to get this established in our life. We've got to look to heaven for our help. We've got to look for heaven to heaven for our provision. We've got to look to heaven for our wisdom. And if you need something today that no man can provide, God is trying to get you to look to heaven so that He can provide can provide your need. We got to be willing to do that instead of looking to man. And let's just be very Practical, let's be very honest this morning. The first man we've got to stop looking to is ourselves. Well, I can figure it out. How's that working out for you? Well, well, I, well I, I, I can do it. How's that working out? How's it working out in our text this morning? Well, let me help you with that. It's not working out. We have limited wisdom. We have limited ability. We have limited strength. There are times when God is going to put us in situations when He says, I have heard you say you want to follow me. I have heard you say that you surrender your will and you want to follow the law of God. I have heard you say that, God, wherever you lead, I'll follow. But let me put you in a wilderness. Let me put you in a place where you don't have an answer. Let me put you in a situation where no man can help you. There's not a pastor that can intervene. There's not a doctor that can help you. There's no man can help you. Now you've got to look to heaven and say, if I'm going to eat, it's got to come from you, God. If I'm going to survive, it's got to come from you, God. And God will prove us by putting us in a situation where we have to look to heaven and not man. Moses was just the voice of God. He was the mouthpiece for God. But it was heaven that they needed to look to from God. Christian, that's part of being willing, willing to not depend on your own strength, willing to not depend on your own provision, 
willing to not to be able to look to a man, but to look to God. Let me just, before I move to the next truth, let me just make the application one more time that's found in verse number 2. They murmur against Moses and Aaron. They weren't looking to God. They were complaining to their leadership. Although those I only, only depend on God, then why do we always complain? To the human leadership that God has given us. Boy, I, 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 it is a privilege, it is an honor. I count it a joy to be your pastor. I count it a joy to go to God on your behalf. And, 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 but this is what I would prefer. I'd prefer you to call and say, Pastor, would you pray with me about this instead of praying for me about this? Uh, we, we, we've got to be looking to God. And that brings me to number three. Look at me again in verse number 4. There's a great truth here. Don't miss it. <clears throat> then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Notice this. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. The third truth is this. Every man must gather for himself. Pastor, I'm not being fed. What, you can't feed yourself? The truth of the matter is, if you show up Sunday after Sunday, you're going to get fed the Word of God. You're going to get a good diet here on Sunday because we stand on the Word of God. We preach the Word of God. But something just tells me you're probably going to get hungry before next Sunday. You're probably going to need another meal before next Sunday we gather together. You know what you need to get in the habit of doing? Feeding yourself spiritually. Now, you ought to be in the house of God on Sunday because the Scripture says be in the house of God on Sunday. You need to fellowship. You need to throw your tithe and offering in the offering plate. You need to hear from your shepherd. You need somebody to spiritually guide you and to encourage you and to edify you. And yes, even preach so that you might be convicted along the way. But every day during the week, you need to feed yourself. The problem is not with God. The problem is God says every day you go out and get your, your food. Every day, you go out and get what you need to sustain you. You must gather for yourself. It is not, let me help you this morning, it is not your pastor's responsibility to be spiritual for you. If you're away from God, don't point your finger at the pastor and say, I'm backslidden, it's all your fault. You're supposed to feed yourself daily. Well, the pastor just don't give me anything. Well, I'll just go ahead and say, you aren't paying attention. But what's going to help you tomorrow? But God intended for you to get up and you to go out daily and get your bread. Daily you ought to open it. Don't depend on, your, don't, don't depend on me for your spirituality. Every day you got to get up and you got to open the Word of God and say, God, you got to give me something today to sustain me. You got to give me a truth today to get me through this. See, God is going to prove you. God's going to put you in a situation that you're not going to be able to sustain yourself spiritually from Sunday to Sunday. You might can do that for a little while, but a trial is going to come. A sickness is going to come. A heartache is going to come. And you can leave on Sunday and say, I got what I needed today, but that Sunday that's coming at seven days away looks, all, it looks too far for you to make it. You're going to have to have something today. You're going to have to get something yourself 
from God. God wants to know this morning, are you willing or no? Are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to follow my leadership? Then I'm going to make it where every day you've got to go to get something from me. Every day you've got to ask me for, for your provision. Every day you've got to trust me to take care of you. Every day you've got to look to me to sustain so that, I, so that you might be sustained. He said, every man must gather for himself. You can't depend on your parents to go gather it for you. Go gather for yourself. You can't depend on Moses to go gather it for you. Go gather it yourself. You can't depend on the person you sit in Sunday school with to gather it for you. You have got to gather it for yourself. Your pastor will pray for you. It's not my job to be spiritual for you. I'll do my best to dig into the Word of God and Week after week, three times a week, I will present the truths of the Word of God. I'll fulfill my responsibility, but I can't go home with you. I can't come hold a revival meeting at your house every day. You, on a daily basis, have got to get up and say, God, I've got to have something from you. I've got to get into the Word of God. I have got to sustain myself. He says, shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. Let me help you with something. If you ever, this is what happens occasionally. Someone will find themselves in some trouble. The trouble I'm talking about is they'll get away from the Lord. They'll get cold spiritually. They'll make a series of bad decisions that just leads them further and further away from God. But God in His mercy, they stay close enough to Him that God begins to work in their life and the consequences begin to catch up with them. Then they'll come to the pastor and say, Pastor, I want to get out of this. How do I get out of this? How do I make things right with God? And I'll say, this is what you need to do. You need to, exactly a lot of what I'm preaching this morning, you need to be in church. You need to stay away from that crowd. You need to stop doing that. But you need to get into the Word of God. Well, can't we do it quicker than that? No, it takes us a whole, it takes us a while to dig that pit that we find ourselves in. At a certain rate, you need to get what God has for you every day. Build a relationship and a dependence on Him every day. What, 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 what am I going to do five years from now? At a certain rate, get through today. Get what you need to get through today. Pastor, I'm in a crisis and, and this has taken place and I never saw it coming and God has allowed this to come into my life. What, what am I going to do with my, what is my family going to do next year? What are we going to do down the road? How am I going to get through this? Don't look at it that way. At a certain rate, you every day just spend time with God and get the strength from God that you need today. And get through today, and what do you do the next morning? You get up, and the sun is it has risen, and God is still on His front throne, and you can go out and get more on that day to sustain you for that day. Are you willing or no? I'm going to follow God, okay. Will you allow God to prove you? 
fact that every day you've got to go get something from him. Well, pastor, you give us so much on Sunday that I, I can just sustain. And you get it in, in Sunday morning and you get it in Sunday school and Sunday night. Well, let me tell you something. God's going to allow something to come into your life. You can't wait another Sunday. You've got to have it today. Are you willing or no? My last point this morning, number four. Look at verse number six. And Moses and Aaron said unto their children of Israel at even, Then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. How is it that they know that they're following God? How is it that they know that God has led them? In verse 16, we are told that it was when they allowed God to prove them. That was confirmation. That it was God who was leading them. It was God that had been doing the work. And let me say it like this in number four. The proving is how you know God is is leading It is easy for us to say, I want to follow God and I want to walk in His law. But then God makes it very clear that He was going to prove the children of Israel. And I believe that same application is for us today. He would prove you and I that because it's easy to say, I want to follow Him. But when he, when he leads you and you go through those wilderness times and you don't know what, how you're going to get through the day, but He provides on a daily basis and the answer comes down from heaven, it is in that proving time that you know God is leading when you can look back in your life and say, I don't know how I got through that, and that was a difficult time, that's when you have to say, the only way I got through it is because I followed God. The only way we got here is because I obeyed His words. The only way that we survived that situation is because I had to depend on God and I followed Him. That's the proving is how you know. God doesn't allow testing to punish you, but to prove you. Our God is not a cruel God. Say, Pastor, I don't know why I got this disease. It's not to punish you, it's to prove you. God, I don't know how I got this valley. It's not to punish you, it's to prove you. See, when you come through the valley... You can say it's not a theory. God's grace is not a theory. God's leadership is not just something you read in the Old Testament. God's power is not just something that some other generation had. You can say, I had to depend on God each and every day. I was willing to, by faith, step out and say, God, you can have my life. You can have my future. You can have my will. I will follow you. And God said, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to put you in a situation where you've got to depend on me every single day. You've got to look to me every single day. And the fact that you have to go through that is not a punishment, but it is a proving. That's how you know God was in it. That's how you know you're on the right track because God 
has allowed you to be in a place where I've just got to depend on Him. I've just got to follow Him. And by the way, Christian, it's time for us to quit looking at God and blaming God and saying, God, why have you brought me here? And say, God, I'm willing to follow you. I stepped out by faith. I've left those flesh pots. Lead me where you want me to go. But you're going to have to depend on Him every single step of the way. Let me illustrate it this way and we'll conclude. Every Christian in their Christian life needs to find themselves in a place where they know God is in complete control. I word it like this sometimes to our, and God has blessed us, and we have many young people, many young couples who have gone out to serve the Lord. And sometimes I can get a sense and sometimes I have a pretty good idea of decisions that they need to make. And I could come to them and because I've earned some sense of trust and I can say this is what I think you need to do. And in most cases I think they would do it. That's not what I do. I say you need to pray about this, you need to think about this, but you need to decide for yourself. Because the time is coming. When you're going to be on that mission field, you're going to be all by yourself. A trial is going to come. And you're, not going to, you're, not going to, it's not, you're going to need more than pastor thought I should go. You're going to need to go. God brought us here. God is who brought me to this decision. The same is true for every Christian. The spiritual leadership that God has placed in your life and I believe that God places spiritual leadership in the life of the Christian can only take you so far. You've got to decide whether or not you're going to follow God. And yes, you follow the leadership that God has given you. Yes, you follow the direction in Scripture that God has given you. But there is a measure of faith that comes that you are serving God because you know you're exactly where God has you. What I'm saying this morning is it's not just enough to say to your pastor or okay, to come and surrender and make it public that I'm giving my life to God. God is going to prove your, your decision. God is going to prove your faith. He's going to test it to see if you're willing to pay a price just to depend on Him. And likewise, you better not step out into a situation in your Christian life without knowing that God is in it. But you need to know that you're following God. I conclude this way. Are you willing to follow by faith? Or no? I, I've had many conversations. Pastor, if I just knew how it was going to end up, then I'd do it. That answer is a no. No. Are you willing to follow by faith or no? Are you willing to look to heaven for your answers, for your direction, for your strength, or no? Are you willing to gather for yourself? Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a week ahead of me. I hope pastor's got something to get me through the week today. Man, you're putting a lot of pressure on me with that. No, it's not my, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to preach the word of God, is to encourage you today, to challenge you, 
it's your responsibility to gather for yourself or no. Are you willing to let him prove you? This is really where the Christianity gets real. I want to follow him. I have decided to follow Jesus until. I have decided to follow Jesus just as long as this does not take place. And friend, let me tell you, sometimes it takes faith to move forward, but it takes just as much faith to to, to wait on the Lord and and to let Him decide your leadership and what He wants in your life. And, And Christian, it takes faith for you to say, Pastor, I'm not getting ahead. Pastor, He's keeping me right in the same spot. You follow the leadership of God. Are you willing or no? This morning, if... You don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Are you willing to trust Him and Him alone for your salvation? Or no? Pastor Neil, I'm, I, I'm a member of a church. That's how I know I'm going to heaven. Nobody gets to heaven because you're a member of a church. Are you willing to set aside everything that you have been putting your faith in just to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Or no? It's very simple. As I said at the beginning, God is not going to force anybody to do anything. He's just going to put the the choices out there, and we should follow the things of God. And We are told there's one way, but one way to get to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you willing to do that or no? Christian, are you willing to completely surrender your life to God or no? Are you willing... Follow him? Head of the house, or are you willing to follow God as you lead your home? Or no? It's easy to say, I just want to follow God. But there's a question behind that question. There is a good question to be asked, and that question is, are we willing to follow him? Are we willing to follow his law? Before we answer that question, there's a question that you must consider. Are you willing to let him prove you as you follow him? That's the question that we're all going to have to answer. Christian, are you willing to take that next step in your Christian life? Whatever it is, whatever the Holy Spirit is impressing upon you at this moment, are you willing to take that next step? I'd follow God. No, let him prove you. Let him prove you. Are you willing or no? Father, I pray that you'll take the truths of Scripture and you'll use them.